1: When you know the doctors were crazier than the patients and the asylum has a darker history than any that ever existed in real life, it wouldn't be so bad to traverse through its shadowed corridors in the game world. It would be terrifyingly fun. But would you go there in real life? Would you add it to your bucket list? I'm not sure that's a bright idea, unless it's the last thing on your list since it may be the last thing you ever do welcome to destination terror your passport to the scariest places in the world from haunted hotels to locations of unexplained creature sightings and now places that we only visit in our imagination we will travel to places that will provide excitement adventure and horror Today we're visiting Mount Massive Asylum, a maddening, terrifying facility that makes up the world of the Outlast game. It's not just an asylum full of ghosts, this asylum is full of the dead and downright disturbed. So if you're into travel and all things scary, listen close and you might just discover your next exciting adventure destination, but hopefully not your final destination. Destination Terror is an EerieCast original podcast hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. If you would like to send us a suggestion or submit a story with your own experience, you can email them to CarmenCarrion at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Carmen Carrion. If you enjoy the show, please follow and rate Destination Terror on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us grow. Also, check out EerieCast.com for more scary podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, the podcast where together we explore horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. Jill thought the Rocky Mountains were going to be beautiful, and she was right, but she didn't expect them to make her feel so small and insignificant. The snow-capped peaks seemed like ancient faces staring down at them menacingly as they drove down the long, winding road, with the sun setting behind them. The gas light came on a quarter of a mile before they reached the last stop for another 40 miles, and that would be after driving through those ominous mountain roads. Do you want to go in and pay for the gas? He was talking to Jill, but Dane answered from the back seat. I'll do it. I gotta take a piss anyway. Hey, don't leave me. I gotta go too. His girlfriend, Misty, whined from the back seat. Then hurry up. Dane groaned, shoving his hands in his pockets. It's effing cold out here. Jill watched them from the passenger's seat as they walked into the gas station. Dane several steps ahead of Misty while she followed, still whining. Shaking her head, Jill turned her attention to her phone. 22 more miles to the asylum. She shivered at the thought, but it was as much in anticipation as fear. They had been planning this trip for a couple of weeks. Each one of them were fear junkies, and each one of them wanted to go. There was no doubt, no dread, and no one complaining. It had been Andy's idea after he had found the story online. He had been doing research for his term paper on the history of the Murkoff Corporation when he stumbled upon it. The article that he later shared with each of them read, Mount Massive Asylum unveils dark secrets in wake of terrifying incidents. In a shocking revelation that has sent shivers through our community, the long-standing mysteries surrounding Mount Massive Asylum have come to light following a series of horrifying incidents. The once-secretive facility, operated by the enigmatic Murkoff Corporation, has been thrust into the public eye, exposing a nightmarish history of experiments and paranormal occurrences. The nightmarish tale began with the exposure of unethical experiments and disturbing events within the asylum's walls, as revealed by the investigative efforts of journalists and survivors. The asylum, a decaying monument to madness, stood as a symbol of the dark and hidden corners of our society the final chapter unfolded with an otherworldly entity known as the wall rider a biotechnological nanite entity controlled by the comatose subject billy hope the struggle to terminate billy's life support led to unforeseen consequences as the wall rider found a new host in the form of journalist miles upshire The outcome of the encounter left the Mount Massive Asylum in ruins and our community grappling with the aftermath. Witnesses reported panicked screams and gunfire echoing through the depths of the asylum. The Murkoff Corporation responsible for these experiments now faces scrutiny and demands for accountability from the public and authorities alike. In the wake of this revelation, questions surrounding the extent of Murkoff's influence and the reach of their dark experiments have become central to ongoing investigations. The haunting legacy of Mount Massive Asylum serves as a stark reminder of the potential consequences when unchecked scientific curiosity collides with the boundaries of morality. As our community processes the chilling truths exposed by the events at Mount Massive, many wonder if the horrors within those walls will ever truly be silenced. The ghostly echoes of the past will undoubtedly linger etched into the collective memory of our community, serving as a somber cautionary tale for generations to come. Jill remembered getting excited after reading this because it was probably the creepiest thing that she had ever read. But she did remind Andy that the newspaper was a tabloid and that the stories weren't always legitimate. Still, they all liked anything that got their adrenaline pumping. There was not one coward in the bunch. They might be crazy, but there wasn't much that they were scared of. Besides, being scared was half the fun. Jill and Andy had met Dane and Misty one summer while skydiving. Andy was her childhood best friend, and they had been working on their bucket list of things they wanted to do before graduating college. They met Dane and Misty while taking a pre-diving training course. They were a new couple back then, disgustingly in love jill's stomach growled and suddenly she was hungry nothing new; she was always hungry hey andy she stuck her head out the window you want something to eat i feel like a snack yeah sure why don't you grab me a bag of those blue talkies jill snarled her nose up but gave him a thumbs up before climbing out of the car she didn't know why he ate those gross things the gas station was dimly lit and one of the lights was blinking like it was about to go out. Jill passed Dane and Misty on their way out. Just grabbing a snack, she offered. You guys want anything? No, thanks. Misty answered as she pulled a snicker bar out of her pocket and showed it to Jill. We got it covered. The wind seemed to be picking up speed, causing the light with the flashing bulb to sway. It also made Jill shiver it felt like the temperature was dropping. It would be much colder than this up in the mountains. Once in the store she grabbed the talkies, a couple of waters, and some chocolate doughnuts. She then headed to the cashier and dropped them on the counter. The cashier, a man with tired eyes and a weary expression, glanced at Jill's items and began scanning them. The flickering light cast an eerie ambience in the dimly lit store. As he scanned, he spoke in a low, raspy voice. Headed up to Mount Massive, huh? He said, a knowing look in his eyes. Jill nodded, a bit surprised that a gas station cashier would be aware of their destination. Yeah, we thought it might be an interesting place to explore. The cashier sighed, shaking his head slightly. Interesting ain't the word I'd use. I used to work up there, back when it was still an asylum. Jill's curiosity heightened. You used to work at Mount Massive? The cashier nodded, his gaze distant as if recalling haunting memories. Yeah, janitorial staff, I've seen things up there that'll chill your bones. You kids should turn around and head back. That place ain't right. Unsettled, Jill exchanged glances with her friends who had came back and joined her at the counter. Dane and Misty wore expressions of curiosity, mixed with a hint of concern. We appreciate the advice, Jill said cautiously, but we're just looking for a thrill, you know? Ghost stories and such. The cashier's weary eyes seemed to bore into Jill's. This ain't just about ghost stories, miss. Miss. There's darkness up there. Real darkness. You tread carefully, okay? As he handed Jill the bag with the snacks, she couldn't shake off the uneasy feeling that lingered in the air. The cashier's chilling warning hung in the silence of the store as they gathered their items. As they left, the cashier's words echoed in Jill's mind. The wind outside howled emphasizing the ominous atmosphere that surrounded Mount Massive. With a mix of anticipation and a touch of apprehension, the group headed back to their car, the looming mountains awaiting them like silent sentinels, guarding the secrets of the asylum. The car fell into a heavy silence after leaving the gas station, the flickering light casting shadows on their faces. Jill gripped the steering wheel, The weight of the cashier's words lingering in her mind. Glances were exchanged between her, Dane, and Misty, each one processing the encounter in their own way. So that was something. Dane finally broke the silence, attempting to lighten the mood with a forced chuckle. Jill shot him a look, a mixture of concern and contemplation. Did he really used to work at Mount Massive? Misty asked, her voice betraying a hint of unease. "'What are you guys talking about?' Andy asked. He had missed the entire exchange while pumping gas. So Jill told him what the cashier had said. "'Well, that's a little creepy,' was his only reply. Dane leaned forward, peering between the front seats. "'What did he mean by real darkness?' "'That sounds ominous.' Jill took a deep breath, her gaze fixed on the winding mountain road ahead. I don't know, guys. He just seemed... haunted. Like he had seen things he couldn't forget. But we can't let that scare us away. We're here for an adventure, right? Andy nodded, trying to muster enthusiasm. Absolutely. Ghost stories, abandoned asylums. It's all part of the thrill. Besides... What's life without a little danger? Misty, though still visibly uneasy, managed a half-smile. I guess you're right. We knew what we were signing up for. As they drove further into the mountains, the atmosphere inside the car remained tense. The flickering light from the gas station was replaced by the darkness of the mountain night. The distant howl of the wind seemed to carry with it a whisper of the unknown, The road became increasingly treacherous as the group ventured further into the Rockies. Snowflakes, initially sparse, began to swirl in the biting wind, and the temperature dropped rapidly. Jill squinted through the windshield, the falling snow creating a mesmerizing dance of white in the car's headlights. As they approached Mount Massive Asylum, the once foreboding silhouette now loomed in the midst of a snowstorm. The parking lot, dimly lit by flickering lamp posts, was barely discernible through the swirling snowflakes. The wind howled, carrying with it a haunting melody that seemed to echo the history of the asylum. Jill guided the car cautiously into the parking lot, the tires crunching on the fresh snow. The headlights revealed an eerie scene, the asylum already ominous in daylight, now stood as a spectral figure shrouded in a blanket of falling snow. The surrounding trees, their branches weighed down by the accumulating snow, resembled ghostly figures bearing witness to the group's arrival. The wind intensified, causing the snow to whip around in a frenzy. The car's headlights illuminated the abandoned structure, revealing glimpses of broken windows and decaying walls. The atmosphere was surreal the snowfall muffling any sound, creating a quietude broken only by the distant howling wind. As Jill turned off the engine, the silence inside the car was palpable. The realization of their isolation in this wintry landscape settled in. The snowfall had intensified, to the point of almost whiteout out conditions, obscuring the surroundings and transforming the asylum into a spectral maze. Andy broke the silence, his voice barely audible above the wind. Well, this just got a whole lot more intense. Are you ready for some real winter horror, guys? Nervous laughter followed his remark, but the gravity of their situation hung in the frozen air. The group bundled up against the cold and stepped out of the car into the swirling snow. The asylum, now veiled in a wintry cloak, awaited their exploration its secrets buried beneath layers of both history and snow. The adventure had taken an unforeseen turn into the heart of what may be a snow-covered nightmare.
0: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android.
1: In a world unlike ours, where nightmares come true and monsters can really get you, we find that places like Mount Massive Asylum actually exist, but only in the gaming world this universe is much like the one we live in where people are intrigued by the macabre and drawn to the unexplainable but in this world those things are much more dangerous for as far back as history can take us man and womankind have been dreaming up fictional worlds they probably created these worlds to escape the toils of daily life to relive stress or just to enjoy fantasy many fictional worlds are magical places with magical creatures and mystical powers, such as Atlantis from Greek mythology, or Valhalla from Norse mythology. These are places I would want to escape to, but even these places can be terrifying. So imagine the darker worlds from the same mythology, such as Tartarus, the Abyss of the Dead in Greek mythology, and Niflheim, Norse world of the dead it may be places like this that were used as cautionary tales throughout time but also may have inspired the future that eventually led to horror stories movies and games my how we've evolved no longer do we have to imagine what it may be like to enter these worlds now we can turn on our tv and immerse ourselves in the horror and we like it there's an unlimited supply of horror movies out there But no one has created complete and expansive horrifying universes as well as today's game makers there's a plethora of horror games with different themes available online and in stores today in games as well as in real life one of the most chilling settings for horror stories is asylums for the insane whether abandoned or not these places are filled with things that disturb us to the core of our humanity creating some very psychologically intense and frightening experiences. That's why today, the fictional world we're discussing is the Mount Massive Asylum from the survival horror game Outlast. Not only is this an asylum for the insane, but patients that reside there are criminally insane, meaning they're anything but harmless. Set in the remote mountains of Colorado stands the ominous Mount Massive Asylum, a decaying psychiatric hospital with a dark and disturbing history. The Murkoff Corporation, a shadowy conglomerate, known for its secretive and unethical practices, is the owner and operator of this foreboding institution. The story begins in Outlast 2013, the original, as investigative journalist Miles Upshur receives an anonymous tip about suspicious activities at Mount Massive. Undeterred by the ominous reputation of the asylum, Miles decides to uncover the truth behind the rumors. Armed with only a camcorder and his journalistic instincts, he infiltrates the asylum in the dead of night. Miles is unaware that his ambition is about to earn him an intimate tour of hell, as the game states. He is willing to risk digging into the story no other journalist would dare investigate to seek out the dark secrets at the heart of Mount Massive Asylum. Upon entering the asylum, Miles is taken aback to find its corridors in disarray, strung with the mutilated remains of the staff. A dying officer from Murkoff's private military unit discloses that the deranged inmates, referred to as variants, have escaped, roaming freely and inflicting harm on Murkoff's personnel. The officer urgently advises Miles to flee and reveals that unlocking the main doors requires accessing security control. As Miles progresses, he is unexpectedly attacked by a formidable variant named Chris Walker, rendering him unconscious. During this incapacitated state, Miles encounters Father Martin Arkambod, a self-declared priest with Schizotypal Personality Disorder. Father Martin claims Miles as his apostle, and disrupts his escape by cutting off power to the front doors. Though Miles restores power, Father Martin administers an anesthetic injection. He presents Miles with footage of the Wall Rider, an ethereal entity causing chaos in the asylum, allegedly responsible for the staff's gruesome fate. Upon regaining consciousness, Miles finds himself confined in a deteriorating cell block surrounded by catatonic and disturbed patients. Escaping through the sewers to the main wards, he is pursued by Walker and two cannibalistic twins, eventually falling into the clutches of Richard Traeger, a once sane Murkoff executive driven to insanity. Traeger cruelly amputates two of Miles' fingers, intending to do the same to his tongue and genitals. Miles narrowly escapes to an elevator inadvertently causing Traeger's demise as he attacks. Miles reunites with Father Martin, who instructs him to proceed to the asylum's chapel. In an auditorium, Miles discovers that Dr. Rudolf Gustav Wernicke, a German scientist brought to the U.S. under Operation Paperclip, created the Wallrider. Miles encounters an aged Wernicke, who confirms that the Wallrider is a nanite entity, controlled by Billy Hope a comatose subject of Murkoff's experiments. Wernicke instructs Miles to terminate Billy's life support to destroy the Wallrider. Miles accomplishes this, but as Billy dies, the Wallrider attacks Miles and takes control of his body. Exiting the laboratory, Miles confronts a Murkoff military team, led by Wernicke, who guns him down. A horrified Wernicke, realizes that Miles is now the new host for The Wall rider The screen fades to black amidst panicked screams and gunfire. The Whistleblower DLC serves as a prequel to the events of Outlast, providing additional insights into the horrifying story of Mount Massive Asylum. In this narrative, players assume the role of Waylon Park, a software engineer employed by Murkoff Corporation Waylon becomes a crucial whistleblower, exposing the dark and unethical practices taking place within the asylum. The story begins with Waylon anonymously sending an email to investigative journalist Miles Upshur. Tipping him off about the disturbing activities at Mount Massive, Waylon, witnessing the atrocities committed by Murkoff, decides to take matters into his own hands and expose the truth. As players control Waylon, they navigate through the asylum's ominous corridors and witness the grotesque experiments conducted on the patients. The asylum is plunged into chaos as deranged inmates, known as variants, roam freely, causing havoc. Whalen's mission is to document evidence of Murkoff's wrongdoing while avoiding the threats within the asylum. Throughout the DLC, Waylon encounters familiar characters from the main game, such as Chris Walker and Dr. Rudolf Wernicke. The twisted events unfold as Wayland tries to survive and make his way to the asylum's exit. The atmosphere remains tense and filled with psychological horror elements, mirroring the nightmarish experience players encountered in Outlast. The climax of Whistleblower converges with the beginning of Outlast, providing a seamless connection between the two stories. Whalen's role as a whistleblower sheds light on the sinister experiments, corruption, and madness that grip Mount Massive Asylum, contributing to the overall narrative of the Outlast series. The DLC not only enhances the backstory, but also deepens the understanding of the events leading up to Miles Upshur's investigation, creating a more comprehensive and chilling narrative. While Outlast 2 features a new setting and characters, It maintains thematic ties to the original game. Both games explore the horrors of scientific experimentation and the consequences of unchecked power. The Murkoff Corporation responsible for the experiments in the first game is incredibly linked to the events in Temple Gate. Documents and recordings in Outlast 2 reveal connections to Mount Massive Asylum and the ongoing influence of Murkoff's experiments. As the main character Blake Langerman, searches for his wife, Lynn. He discovers the town of Temple Gate. Ruled by a cult led by Sullivan Knopf. the cult believes in the impending apocalypse and practices extreme and disturbing rituals. The narrative weaves through hallucinations, flashbacks, and religious fanaticism, creating a psychologically intense experience. Blake's journey exposes the dark secrets of Temple Gate and the supernatural forces at play. Outlast Trials Outlast Trials takes a different approach by introducing a cooperative multiplayer experience set during the Cold War era. Players are test subjects in a Murkoff Corporation experiment, facing challenges together in a twisted survival scenario. The game emphasizes teamwork, stealth, and survival against both external threats and the psychological manipulation imposed by the experimenters. While Outlast Trials features a distinct storyline and setting, it shares the common thread of Murkoff Corporation's unethical experiments. The game delves deeper into the Corporation's history, exploring its involvement during the Cold War, and the lengths it goes to to control and manipulate individuals. Outlast Trials provides additional context to Murkoff's overreaching narrative bridging the gap between the original game and the events in Outlast 2. Together these games form a cohesive narrative that delves into the dark and twisted world of the Murkoff Corporation, connecting themes of scientific experimentation, horror, and the consequences of seeking unchecked power. Each installment adds layers to the overarching story, expanding the lore of the Outlast universe. Battling the biting wind and snow, the group approached the entrance of Mount Massive Asylum. The heavy wooden doors, slightly ajar, creaked eerily in the cold. The dim light from their flashlights revealed a desolate foyer, the floor covered in a thin layer of snow that had blown in through the open doors. All right, here we go, Jill said, her breath visible in the frigid air. Let's stick together and explore carefully and keep an eye out for anything unusual. Oh, God, Misty groaned. It smells terrible in here. Yeah, Dane agreed, like roadkill. Well, if the stories are true... Andy left the statement ominously unfinished. As they ventured deeper into the asylum... The atmosphere became increasingly eerie. The faint echoes of distant drafts mixed with the muffled sounds of their own footsteps on the snow-covered floors. Shadows danced on the walls, cast by their flickering flashlights. The group moved through the decaying hallways, passing remnants of the asylum's unsettling past. Broken furniture, peeling wallpaper, and discarded medical equipment created a haunting tableau. The air was thick with a sense of abandonment, and a history best left undisturbed. A distant sound echoed through the corridors, causing the group to stop in their tracks. It was a subtle noise, a mixture of both distant footsteps and indistinct whispers. The flickering light from their flashlights created ominous shadows that seemed to dance with the spectral history of the asylum. Do you think someone else is here? Misty whispered. Probably one of the doctors from the Murkoff Corporation. Still sneaking around doing experiments, Dane said jokingly. Shut up, stupid. Misty snapped. If that's the case, I hope he needs test subjects. Because you would make a great test dummy. Dane snickered. Test dummy? Aren't you thinking of, like, crash test dummies for cars? I'm pretty sure... Either way, Misty said, shutting him up. She didn't seem to enjoy his teasing. It might be the only way you ever benefit mankind. Aw, I'm sorry, baby, Dane began, but was quickly shushed by Jill. Shh, did you guys hear that? She asked, raising her voice just above a whisper. It sounded like a door closing. I thought I heard it too said andy which direction do you think it came from jill driven by excitement and adrenaline answered it's most likely just the wind you guys but i think it came from this way jill took the lead cautiously navigating the group through the maze of corridors as they reached a central atrium the group paused to take in the grandeur of the decaying architecture Snowflakes gently floated down from a broken skylight, adding a surreal touch to the scene. It's kinda beautiful, isn't it? Like a snow globe. Misty exclaimed in wonder. She proceeded to spin around like a little kid, letting the snowflakes land on her face. Slowly, a cracking sound began. No one knew exactly where it was coming from until the floor beneath Misty's feet began to give way. And then suddenly, Misty fell through, leaving only a cloud of dust hovering above a gaping hole in the floor. Misty! Dane yelled, as they all three immediately converged on the hole in the floor. It was darker in the room below, but shining their flashlight beams down, they could see Misty laid out amongst the rubble of the collapsed building. Misty! Jill began to call for her. Misty, are you hurt? She blinked first, and then groaned and began to move. Even though relief washed over Jill, they still had to find out what the extent of her injuries were. Just hang on, baby, I'm coming for you, Dane said before looking up at Jill and Andy. There has to be a door leading to the basement. We need to find it. I'll stay here and keep an eye on her. You guys go ahead, Jill said. Jill kept the light fixed on Misty, who now looked like she was trying to get up. Misty, try not to move. The guys will be down there soon. She could see Misty visibly relax for a moment, but then something began to crawl out of the dark shadows towards Misty. At first, Jill thought it was an animal, but then as it drew closer, she could make out a human figure, naked and dirty. Who's there? Jill yelled, but when she did, Misty opened her eyes and let out a blood-curdling scream. Jill watched in horror as this person, or whatever the hell it was, looked up at her. One side of its face looked like it was melted, its lips were drawn back from its yellow rotted teeth and only one eye could barely be seen as it looked up and snarled at her before grabbing Misty and dragging her screaming into the dark. Let her go! Jill yelled desperately as she scrambled to figure out what to do next. Should she wait for the guys to get there or try to get to Misty herself? She opted for the latter. There was no time to waste. She quickly ran towards the other side of the atrium, past where the elevators were, to where she had seen the guys disappear earlier. There it was, right around the corner, a door marked STAIRS. Without hesitation, she yanked the door open and used the flashlight to make sure the coast was clear. Andy? Dane? She yelled for the guys, hoping to follow their voices, but there was no answer. She jumped when a couple of rats skittered down the stairs as she eased her way into the stairwell. The narrow stairwell descended into darkness, and Jill hesitated for a moment before summoning the courage to proceed. The sound of her own footsteps echoed in the concrete enclosure, creating an eerie rhythm that added to the unsettling atmosphere. Her flashlight's beam revealed rusted handrails and cracked steps, as she descended into the unknown depths of Mount Massive Asylum. Dane! Andy! Jill called out again, her voice echoing through the stairwell. Silence greeted her, broken only by the distant sounds of the asylum, creaks, distant moans, and the occasional drip of water. The air felt colder and the oppressive weight of the asylum's history pressed on her shoulders. Reaching the bottom of the stairs, Jill found herself in a dimly lit corridor. Her flashlight cast uneven shadows on the peeling paint and worn out tiles. The air carried a stale scent, a mix of decay and abandonment that intensified the further she ventured. As she explored the corridor, Jill spotted an open door leading into a pitch-black room. She cautiously approached, her flashlight revealing old medical equipment and dilapidated furniture. The room seemed frozen in time, a macabre snapshot of the asylum's haunting past. Dane? Andy? Are you guys in here? Jill called, her voice echoing through the desolate space. No response. The silence stretched, emphasizing the isolation she felt. The only sound was the distant drip of water, like a metronome counting down the seconds. A sudden movement caught Jill's attention. She swung her flashlight toward a dark corner, revealing a tattered curtain swaying as if disturbed by an unseen presence. Her heartbeat quickened, As she approached the curtain, her senses in high alert. With a deep breath, Jill pushed the curtain aside, revealing an old operating room. The air felt heavy with the weight of forgotten surgeries and whispered screams. As her flashlight scanned the room, she noticed three old gurneys. Her breath caught in her throat when she realized there were bodies strapped to them held tight by leather restraints. Warily moving closer, she was horrified at what she saw. Andy, Dane, and Misty were all three there. Blood streaked down their faces, hands, and various parts of their bodies. They all three looked unconscious. At least, that's what she hoped. As she moved closer, A sudden noise behind her made Jill whirl around. The curtain swayed again, but this time she could sense a presence, something unseen lingering in the shadows. She turned slowly, but her heart stopped, and a scream filled the air. It was the hideous, deformed person from earlier, but standing next to him was the ex-janitor, from the convenience store. With a demented smile spread across his face, he looked at Jill and said, I told you, this place wasn't right. Thank you for joining us on our journey through Mount Massive Asylum. Tune in next week as we discuss another terrorific location. I'm Carmen Carrion, Remember, you can send me suggestions and stories of haunted places to my email, CarmenCarrion at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at CarmenCarrion. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Freaky Folklore, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. Until next time, be safe out there. Until I see you at our next destination.